to Matthew chapter 17, verse 1. But before we get into Matthew 17, I want to say once again, we see all of the wonderful miracles done by Jesus and his teachings. The people following Jesus are growing by the thousands. If you read close at, at some of the things Jesus has said, you will find further on in the ministry they did not follow him because of the teaching or because of the miracles, but because of the food. When you get an opportunity, I want you to read John 6. And I want to share some of the things that took place in this chapter. In John 6 and 2, it said that a great multitude followed him because they saw that his miracles, which he did on them, that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Jesus looked up and noticed a great crowd coming towards him. And there was a lad there that had two fish and five loaves of bread, and Jesus was able to feed 5,000. When men saw the miracles Jesus did, Jesus became aware they would come and take him by force to make him a king. So he departed again into a mountain himself alone. The disciples took ships in the evening and sailed. Jesus came to them later. When the people saw that Jesus and the disciples were not there, they took ship to find them. Understand when there are 5,000 people or more in one place or area, it is not easy to know who is and who is not there. So when they found they were not there, they took ship to find them. When they found Jesus, they wanted to know how he got there. This is when Jesus told them, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. So we see and know everywhere Jesus went, there was teaching, miracles, multitudes, and religious disputings of all that he did. I'm saying this to say that today you will find some will come to church because of what they see the church doing for others. They gather because the church feeds, because the church gives out things, because the church has a youth ministry to entertain. They are not there for the teaching. They come to receive and see what they can get. As soon as the church stops or is unable to give, multitudes or mega churches become many churches. When the church stops giving, the people stop coming. But the teaching is what gives us the eternal life we need. What is sad to say is COVID has stopped more of God's people from coming together than it has the world coming together themselves. And we are supposed to be the people of faith, trusting God. So here in chapter 17, this is how it starts, starting in verse 1. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. Even though Jesus always taught and had the same love for all of his disciples, Peter, James, and John seemed to follow Jesus more. No different today, some follow closer than others. But God is not a respecter of person. He will treat us all the same. Verse 2 says, And was transfigured before them, and his face 
did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. The word transfigured means to alter the outward appearance. So Jesus' appearance was altered or changed before their eyes. This demonstrates before their eyes, testifying of the truth and proof of his divinity. Verse 3 says, And behold, there appeared unto him, to them, Moses and Elias, talking with him. Moses is a servant of God by whom the law was given. And Elijah is a prophet taken to heaven without seeing death. When it says talking with him, they were talking concerning Christ's death. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt let us make three, here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. How many know this was not a good statement? And how many can also see, even though Peter was given the keys to the kingdom, even though Peter heard from God, Peter still made mistakes. And didn't always think before he spoke. Verse 5 says, While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved son, and whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. One writer says, A cloud overshadowed them to hinder them from, from father prying and looking into the glory. Meaning we must be content to behold God here. But I say also, God will not share his glory with no man or angel as Satan. If there is going to be glory in anyone, it will be Jesus. We should not see or have a vision of no other in heaven or earth. Verse 6 says, And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. See, God does not want us to focus on no man. We are to see Jesus only, and God does not even want us to know Jesus after his flesh, but by his spirit. If we knew him after the flesh, we would begin to worship flesh. For God himself is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. By the word and the word that is spoken. Verse 9 says, And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man, until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. This was told by Peter after his resurrection in 2 Peter 1.18. He said, And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mountain. Jesus wanted nothing said or done before time. Look at verse 10. And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then say that the scribes that Elias must first come? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elias truly shall first come and restore all things. But I say unto you that Elias is come already, and they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. You see, Elias truly shall first come and restore all things, it says. 
He did not mean by this that Elijah was yet to come, but he meant to affirm that it was true teaching which the scribes taught that Elijah would appear before the coming of the Messiah. To restore means to put into the former situation. Here it means Elijah would put things in a proper state. He would be an instrument of reforming or restoring the people. You see, before the coming of John, their views were incorrect, their expectations worldly, and their conduct exceedingly corrupt. John corrected many of their notions about the Messiah and was the instrument of reformation and restored them in some degree. Then the disciples understood that he spake unto them of John the Baptist. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often into the water. A lunatic is a person that is considered insane. It says, and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Have you ever thought or considered the reason we cannot do as Jesus did is not because we do not have the power, but because of our faith, unbelief. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not? Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have, as a, have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove thence to yonder place, and it shall, and shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. If we could get out of our minds, I am not worthy. I don't feel I deserve it. God doesn't hear me. We might begin to see more things happen in our life. Verse 21 says, How be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. This kind in particular that Jesus was talking about comes out by prayer and fasting. In other words, it is going to take some discipline. Many of the things we need to do to see results is going to take some discipline on our part. Meaning you are going to have to deny your flesh. And it does not mean just from food. These, this is another message for another time. But in most cases, the reason for failure on our part is because we don't really believe. And while they abode in Galilee, in verse 22, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed un into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceedingly sorrow. By this time, they had accepted what Jesus was saying. Verse 24 says, And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, 
Does not your master pay tribute? Question. Do we respect authority? Tribute money was a tax paid yearly by everyone. He saith, yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him saying, what thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? You see, it seems as if Peter went before Jesus and answered yes to them questions and asked him, when we, he was about to go into the house, Jesus stopped him. The word prevented means to be before, to go before, or to anticipate. When it says by children, it is meant natural offspring. By stranger, the children of others. All of this being respectful for the customs of others. Caesar calls for tribute being a gift of, or gratitude. This was instituted and appointed to be paid for sacred uses. This was due to be paid by them. Verse 26, Peter said unto him, strangers. Jesus said unto him, then are the children free. And to further answer the question asked to Peter in the previous verse, a king does not request payment from his children, but from strangers. Mm -hmm. Strangers being those who are not members of the family must pay, but their children are free. To Caesar, they were strangers. Point, though, upon this reason, Jesus, our Lord, as, son of, as the Son of God, was under no obligation to contribute to the temple because it is his father's house and therefore he owns it. But he waives his right because those who do not recognize this truth should think that he, he disregards the worship of God. Peter also knew at this time there was no money in the bag. Jesus says in verse 27, Now withstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast a hook and take up on the fish that first come up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find pence of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. Think about what Jesus is saying to Peter. And notice how Peter does not question Jesus. Go to the sea, cast a hook, take up the fish that first comes up. When you open his mouth, you shall find money. Give it as a tribute for you and me. If God said to you, I want you to go do something out of the norm, something you would think as very unusual, would you hesitate? Would you question it? Would you do it after you hesitate? Would you do it after you question it? Or would you just obey and do it? Would you think what you are doing would seem silly? Would you think about what others would think of you? After answering these questions for yourself in your mind, you might find the reason for little faith or unbelief. So as a leap of faith for you, between now and Sunday, do something good for someone you come in contact with that you would not normally do. You ask, what shall I do? 
Have faith even now. God can be not only telling you what to do, he also can be telling you who he wants you to do it to. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.